Hey, y'all. Hey, bitch. I, yeah, I forgot what I usually say. Um, hello. Welcome in. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> uh, wake up, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. That's honestly how I feel, though, right now, because I tried to take, like, an hour nap. That's why yesterday when you're like, yeah, I tried to wake up and I couldn't wake up. But I was like, that literally happens to me all the time. So am I okay? What are you talking about? Uh, first, so like- of all, first of all, first of all, it is 1030 where Latifah's at. She took a nap. You took a nap? I took a nap at 7. And you woke up when? Um, at 8 o'clock and then again at 830. And okay. I've been like struggling to stay awake since. I mean, I'm up. Okay, and I'm probably going to take a Z-Quill in like 45 minutes. So after the two-week record, if you can go yeah. back to bed. First of all, when I said I couldn't wake up, I meant I was having sleep paralysis. Not that I was like tired. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, mine's had... definitely just like depression. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was having a sleep paralysis attack. And he was like, okay, kidding. cool. Um, what? Oh, okay. I, oh, that's like, my rant beach? then. Okay, I'll have a rant. <laughs> I, I got one, guys. Period. Okay, good. Okay. Well, okay. Well, welcome back to Cupcakes at a Funeral, where me and Kelvin kind of talk about nothing and everything, and a lot of the time get sidetracked and talk about other shit. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Same. Oh gosh, um. So Latifa and I do this segment. I noticed that I switch from Tifa and Latifa, and you always just say Cal. I think. I feel I don't know. I think if I'm talking about you. Like, to other people, I say Calvin because other people don't reference you as Cal, unless if it's, like, your family mm-hmm. or, like, really close friends. But, like, if I was to talk to you about, to, like, Miguel or, like, my parents, would be like, oh, Calvin. Yeah. Like, I don't, I think if I said Cal, they'd be like, what? I do either. Like, Latifa or Latifa. I mean, both are my name, so it's okay. Yeah. Um, so, Latifa and I do this segment where it's called Purr and Snaps. And um, if we just talk about things that we like this week. So do you want to go first, Tifa? Yes. Oh, my gosh. So I jumped on the bandwagon this last week. Like, literally yesterday. I jumped on the bandwagon yesterday. Oh, my God. Yesterday. Okay. And um, I'm watching Squid Game. And uh, it's really good. Have you seen it? Or do you know what it's about? I only know the memes. So there's that one, like, robot girl. Yeah, that shit is wild. So that's in the first episode. Um, so oh, Squid really? Game is wow. basically about, um, it takes place in South Korea and it's about this guy who, um, has like a gambling problem and which I think really hits hard. Cause I think a lot of gambling debts and like addictions are very prominent in the Asian community, mm-hmm. um, depending on what region you're in. And I know South Korea is a big one too. Um, and he has a lot of gambling debt and he basically gets kind of roped in or invited to play, um, games for six days. And like, they have this giant jackpot at the end of it and you like walk away with it. Um, and it really takes off from there. And basically there's like 456 players or whatever. And, um, yeah, it's pretty wild. Like the robot that Calvin's talking about that I'm pretty sure everybody's seen all over the internet is like a, during a game of red light, green light. And I don't know. It's like very secret society, very um, purge like. I, I don't know. It's really good, though. I think me and Miguel watched like four and a half episodes last night, like just binged it. 
How many so, episodes is it? Nine. Okay, work. So you're like yeah, halfway so, through. Yeah, and I told, I texted him today, and I was like, I'm gonna keep watching. He's like, absolutely not. I was like, okay. <laughs> oh my god. Oops. So I'm probably gonna watch it again until like Friday or Saturday, which is okay, I guess. So, but yeah, that's my porn snap. It's been a good. Um, distraction something to kind of throw on and kind of be like wow that's wild it's a, it's nice to have like a new tv show that's like different and good what do you feel yeah. about what do you feel about um the fact that you have to read the subtitles you really have to pay attention then um it's fine i feel like i don't mind reading subtitles i usually have subtitles on when i'm watching tv anyway um so it's no different than that, but it is in Korean and I don't know any Korean like at all. Um, but it's fine. I don't mind it. I mean, that's why I kind of like it because I have to pay attention. Like I can't just mindlessly watch it. Um, but if I get distracted or my girl gets distracted, we just pause it and we're like, okay, take like a five, 10 minute break from reading and like having to be so in tune and then we'll go back into it. Uh-huh. Are you scared that America's going to make an American version? Probably. I mean, we did that with a lot of things. I know we do that with a lot of Japanese horror movies and things, so I wouldn't be shocked. Um, And especially after, like, Parasite came out and, like, Minari came out and all those things about um, Korean families. I wouldn't be surprised. But I feel like it's perfect the way it is. Right, like I don't mess with that girl. It's like so popular right. right now. Just be original, because I feel like Squid Game is something that is very intuitive to Korean and Korean culture, at least from what I'm getting so far. Um, so I don't know. I feel like it's, I like it the way it is. It might be Americanized to some extent. I guess I wouldn't know from like an American perspective. Um, but I like it. It's good. I don't. I don't think they need to do an American version. I wouldn't be shocked, though. But I think it's right now it's um, set to be Netflix's highest grossing TV show ever, potentially. So we'll see. Per. Um, uh, so my parents nap is a new song that I've been listening to, like, nonstop since it came out. Mm-hmm. Um, it is called... What is it called? It's called The Feels by Twice, which is a Korean girl brand. Why did I say it like that? A Korean girl band. And a brand. A brand. And they're like really, really popular. They're like one of the top um, girl bands in Korea. And the song is in English. So this is their first like English uh, single. You do love an English crossover. I do. Because um, I, you guys, I used to stand the Wonder Girls like that needs to be <laughs> so much. my group and at the time when i was in i think i was in high school um, when i was in high school they um they were creating like an english album so they would like go on tour with the jonas brothers and like that's when i saw them because i was like a big stan so i saw them at the jonas brothers tour and i met them so i think that's one of my first facebook pictures that i have on my um um, on my personal account but anyway twice is a really good girl band i like pretty much all of their songs and um this song is in english and it's a bop you guys and i can't help it because the song is so catchy it's really good and i i listened to it for like probably 
three hours. Like just nonstop. Jesus. Um, do you ever ha- do you ever like stand someone and then you're like you listen to their song and it's like I don't like it, but I have to listen to it until I like it? Um, yeah. This was that. not me with that this song. No. <laughs> it was the opposite actually. Yeah, it was the opposite. I, I heard it and I was like, I love this song. Well, I haven't heard the song, nor have I listened to anything from Twice. But I listen to it. Yes, it's so good. I don't know why. I think it's because it's cat. You know, I love girl bop. Yeah, I love any type of girl bop, like pop girl, any, any pop, pop princess. princess. Yeah. Oh wow, Jinx. Weird, wow, yeah. Oh. Um, and then I will have. So Latif and I also do this segment where we rant. Um, so what is my rant for? Oh, what is your rant? No, what is my rant? What did I say? I thought it was your sleep paralysis thing. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay, so um, so a few days ago, I had a dream, because I'm Martin Luther King Jr. And Stop. <laughs> and um, so in my dream, I was like really, really sad and crying. And in my dream, I was like really, really crying like I couldn't breathe. And then I had a sleep paralysis moment, which I haven't had in months and months and months. So if you don't know what sleep paralysis is, it's basically when your mind is awake, but your body isn't. And so it can feel like you're trapped inside your body and you can't wake up. And um, for some people, um, sleep paralysis um, manifest as like demons. They sometimes see demons sitting on top of them or in the corner of their room because your mind is like, it's half a, it's like waking up, but your body's not a- awake yet. And like, you kind, kind of, of like still lucid dreaming. dreaming in a sense. Isn't yeah. It? Yeah. So I haven't had one in a while, actually like a few months. And, um, so this one was a little different. Um, so usually what happens is I'll have a sleep paralysis moment um, and then I can wake up immediately right after because I can just force myself awake. And how I do that is um, it feels like a lock and key where I have to lay down. It, it feels like I can float up and see my body and I have to float back down and like uh, lay in the same position as how I'm sleeping and then kind of like pull myself awake, like jerk myself awake and um then that's how i can wake up because i'll wake up you know when you like have a dream and you're like falling and you like (gasps) yeah you catch yourself yeah that's how i have to wake up too i have to like force myself to wake up like that i have to have a lot of energy to like wake up from a a sleep process um so um that's how i usually wake up but this time was different um and it was different because uh, I this was during a nap, so it's still light outside. So um, I'm in my room, and everything is like how it should look like. So the sun is still up, and my lights are still on. Like my little um, LED lights on my mirror are still on, and my laptop is open. So I think I'm awake because it looks like what it looked like when I went to sleep. Um, and so I think I'm awake, but I'm I obviously cannot move. So I know I'm having a sleep paralysis. Uh, uh, moment right here and um, I try and like get up I can't get up and this time it took me a lot of tries it took me like maybe five or six tries and the thing about it that's really scary is that 
I don't want to give up. Like I, I know I have to wake up because I can't. I don't know. I've never, I've never just been like, oh, I give up. Let me just go back to sleep, because I don't know what's gonna happen then. Mm-hmm. So, I have to get up. And um, what's really scary is that I couldn't get up. And then finally I did, and then I just had to wake up because once I have a sleep paralysis happen to me, I can't go back to sleep because I know it'll happen like immediately again. So I'm like, okay, right, I, I'm up, and then I went to the gym. But that was that one was different because it um, was really, really hard for me to wake up. And I think it has something to do with my dream. Because um, in my dream, I was just sad and crying about um, my aunt. And I don't remember why I was sad, and I don't remember what I was doing. I just remember that I was crying. Have you ever cried in your dream? And like it, you felt um, like like you felt like your breath, it, um, like in real life. Not, I don't think so. Oh, because I was hyperventilating in my, in my dream, and I could, when I woke up, I could feel like I was hyperventilating. In real like life. you woke up short of breath. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So maybe I was having a panic attack, in my dream, Probably. and then just That's woke up having a panic like. attack. <laughs> Lol. Jesus. Anyway, fears. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so that happened and that wasn't fun, but it was just an interesting experience because I haven't, I haven't had one that intense and I haven't had one in general in a really, really long time. So exciting. Jesus. Yeah. But I'm also the one that I, I love nightmares. Like nightmares are so fierce. So weird. I would hate doing that. Miguel has nightmares. Um, Oh, I only like it because I can control my nightmares. Oh, see, my I don't think it's the same. Yeah, okay. I always feel bad for people who have nightmares because, like, I don't know. I really like sleeping. Um, sleeping is a good but bad coping mechanism that I use. And, like, if I'm not enjoying my sleep, I would hate that. Like, that's my safe place where I'm just, like, I don't have to think about anything. I don't have to do anything. I just get to sleep and my mind is off and, like, it's a good time. Someone's reading this and be like, okay, that girl's depressed. Or listening to this. But like, <laughs> it's like, I love sleep. Sleep is fierce. Sleep is sickening. It's groundbreaking. It's never been done before. I love it. It's amazing. Honestly. Um, no, but that's scary. I don't think I've ever had a sleep paralysis dream or like occurrence. Well, now you know what to do. Um, you don't, you can't do anything. It's what it sounds like. You can. You just have to wake up, because yeah, I know you... I know that it's a dream. That's because some people don't understand that it's it's a dream, but I know that it is a dream. But people that see, I that... don't even know I'm dreaming when I'm dreaming normally. So I feel like when it's sleep paralysis, I'm gonna get fucked up. Yeah, you might get fucked up. Damn. Oh, well, I hope it doesn't happen to you. It only happens to me when I'm sleeping on my back. So I'm guessing that it has oh. something to do with um, like sleep apnea or something like i don't know maybe yeah interesting i'd like to see if there's a study on that like what causes sleep paralysis oh maybe that's an episode <laughs> if we can do some extensive research <laughs> a tech talk Ooh. um what is my i kind of have two rant well i had two rants and now i'm just remembering one of them so <laughs> okay say say them but um, it has an extended rant that is semi-topic but yeah well then i was like i had a second rant but now i'm like i don't even know what that was oh um i guess my first rant is um 
kind of mental health related and it's really annoying. And I was reminded today, uh, I was listening to another podcast um, and they were talking about like being happy and like happiness is a choice and whatever the case. And some people don't have the privilege to choose to be happy type of thing. And I was, I thought about it and I was like, I, I'm someone that believes in like very small like triggers or something that's like, oh, that makes sense. Like how nice, like that, that, that was brought up or something. So that had come Wait, up. what? Explain that. So like, I'm someone that believes that a lot of things in life are very simple. So for me to hear be like, yeah, you just have to choose to be happy. Like happiness is attainable. And sometimes you have to live in like, work, live your days, like remembering like I'm choosing to be happy today. Mm, okay. And I feel like I've lost sight of that as of recent. Um, I feel like I was better about it maybe a couple years ago. Um, but I feel like there's just been so much going on in like the last year and a half that I feel like I've just kind of hit this wall where I've been like, I'm exhausted. Like I don't have time to choose to be happy or like try to even have like energy to try to be happy. Um, and yeah, that's really annoying. So that's one thing. Um, my other rant, um, I guess it doesn't even really sound like a rant now that I'm saying that, but, um, yeah, I think it's just one of those things where you have to remember to be like, oh, well, let's do better. Let's try to remember to be happy and remember to like work on your mental health. And like, I know I've been taking a lot more naps lately, which is okay, I guess, but it's not ideal. Okay. Uh, but just remembering to like continue to make progress and like work on yourself and like do better. And it's really annoying because it's like there's already so there's always so many things. It's like work on your mental health, do well at your job, maintain relationships, make time for yourself, make time for your family, make time for your friends, go to the gym, eat healthy, um, get enough sleep at night, um, take care of your skin, your body, like all these things. And I'm like, bitch, there's only 24 hours in a day. I can choose maybe like two or three of those things a day, mm -hmm. if that. So it's just like making sure that you're finding that balance and knowing that like you're doing that. So, yeah. I don't know. Okay. That's been me this week. But anyway, um, my second rant is something that I kind of, we, me and Kevin were like snowballing topics because a lot of the is time we're like term? snowballing. I think snowballing so. Snowballing topics. Like snow, I don't know. Brainstorming, I guess, would be a better board. Yeah, I was like, I don't know if snowballing is the right word, but okay. Well, whatever. Um, we were brainstorming topics, and like, I literally was throwing out anything that I could think of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't know, let's talk about this. Let's talk about that. And then after a while, comes like, let's just talk about this. Like, stop. I was like, okay. <laughs> So, um, but one of the things that I did want to talk about and kind of touch on, and, um, I think that we haven't talked about recently, but still kind of happens and maybe Calvin has a couple, maybe he doesn't. Um, but I feel like now and even on a regular basis, I still come across people who say things that are problematic, but they don't realize what, what they're saying is problematic. Um, I had coffee with a friend over the weekend and um, we were chatting because she works in healthcare and what she does a lot of the time is like try to break barriers 
and make sure that um, healthcare is inclusive and things like that. And this, I mean, this is like a corporate example, I guess. Um, but one thing that she talked about is um, how job applications ask for a high school diploma. But she was like, but when you have people like um, Korean people or people from like Sudan or Somalia or um, any country that doesn't have a great system of keeping records, how do you expect those people to produce a high school diploma to get a job? Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of like restructuring that and making it um, possible for people like that to have jobs here and make sure that they have a chance to be here and things like that. So I know that's like a corporate thing and I know obviously people have to be credentialed in certain things, but she's like, we're asking, like she's, well, the example that she used is like, I know people who have a master's, but they don't have a high school diploma, but somewhere along that line, they had to provide a high school diploma or some type of documentation to prove that they could get a master's. So why does it matter that you have to have that for a job if I know that you have a master's degree? And I was like, I guess I've never thought about that. Like, it's never been something that I've had to deal with. I guess so. Well, what, okay, what, uh, how do you define the word problematic? Because I think that a lot of people use it in every, they can use it in any type of way. Like, it's kind of like the word toxic now. Yeah, because I've heard, like, I was watching a baking video and the girl was like, you know, when you um, use, like, dead yeast, it can become problematic because um, the yeast won't rise because it's dead and i was like um okay problematic that just sounds like you can't this just sounds like that's an it that doesn't sound problematic to me that just sounds like wrong yeah but it is a problem (laughs) right um for me problematic i think of course i love that song that's like my favorite song like of all i thought oh no it is problem for whatever reason i always think it's break free but it's problem and so cool (laughs) <laughs> Those are my two favorites. Of course. Period. Okay, yeah. anyway. Anyway, um, problematic to me means like, at least in this sense, in a sense of like social, economic, or like racial, is something where someone is saying something that could be triggering or could be um, kind of insensitive towards someone else, but they're not realizing that it could be. Mm-hmm. I heard like a slight echo. That's weird. You, oh, it's only my mic. Do you think that uh, problematic uh, rose from this younger generation? Is that something that they have, like, created the term problematic? Or where do you think that term came from? Because it, it wasn't, like, it wasn't I don't remember using like, it, before. like, before. Right. Really? I, I don't remember using it before. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't remember using it before, like, a few years ago. Same with toxic. Like, I never... I don't know. I think toxic, the word toxic is also kind of gotten out of control. Like everybody's like, that's toxic. And I'm like, no, you just don't want to face your problems. Like that's not <laughs> okay. okay. Well, um, yeah. Well, because I think that, um, I think in terms of what the word is in general, it just means that it's a problem. Like this is problematic. Like if I right. were to be like, I forgot my passport, I'm at the, um, I'm at the fucking airport. airport. This is problematic for me. I, yeah, it it's true. It's a problem. But I think in terms of what, I guess, this younger generation has made it to be and what it, how it has um, been used in, like, the media and, like, especially online, like, uh, mm-hmm. younger um, 
apps like TikTok, it specifically means in terms of like race or social or social status or social issues like like that. Um, so I think that to me and you, like yeah, problematic is specifically speaking on those things. But for everyone else, like a white woman, go watch in about three years. Problematic is going to be on every little girl boss little planner. <laughs> like this is not hashtag not problematic. No, because it really is going hashtag, to be. hashtag get it done. Hashtag not problematic. Not problematic. Hashtag girl boss. Hashtag yeah. boss babe. Yeah, because remember last week we talked about the dilution of uh, like slay. slay diva and like girl boss and stuff. Yeah. Oh my gosh! When every girl was a diva. Everybody's Go like, diva. Beyonce said that we're all divas, so I'm a diva and I'm the female version of us. <laughs> They're so. like, no, 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 diva. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, so what, have you ever said anything problematic, diva? Because I think that, I said anything because problematic? Because I think that problematic, problematic refers to of the times. So Yes. Like, if I was to look back at the movie, like, the other day I was scrolling through Netflix or, like, HBO or something... And the movie Shallow... Do you remember the movie Shallow How? Yes. And I was like, there's no way that this movie could come out now and be okay. And I was like, that's problematic. Like, yeah. and if it was to come out now, it would be very problematic. It's very of the times. Like, even things today, in a few years, we'll look back and be like, that's, that was problematic. In, oh, 100%. In, like, you know, in today's terms or whatever. In the Absolutely. Future or whatever. Um, I don't know. What's I, I've said something problematic, I think in the past and that's the thing is that and we can talk about this later is that how how um how culpable are you when you say something problematic and how can you learn and i think it depends on your age and one your age to who you are in society like not that um more people like certain people should be more socially aware but in an age where like the internet is at your fingertips literally all the time and it's accessible all the time, um, Google is free. Huh. And yeah, I think today it's a little, I think people are starting to hold people to a higher standard, which I think is a good thing. Like being a decent human being and like being anti-racist, I don't feel like is asking people a lot, but mm. I know that there's a lot of work to be done there, if that makes yeah. sense. So here's something problem that I, that I said or did is um, I think a few years ago I was in college and I made a post because um, something had happened and there was a, I don't know if it was looting or a big huge riot and I was like, girl, what is Black Lives Matter doing? Like, this is crazy and like, what is going on? And mm-hmm. then... This just this past couple of years, I'm like, bitch, fucking burn down a Target. I don't give a fuck. Fuck Target, bitch. Right. And it was problem. I guess at the time it wasn't viewed as problematic because Black Lives Matter had just started, so the entity was like, people were kind of like confused as to like, um, what what the whole, whole yeah, goal and standpoint and was. Like, yeah, what this movement and like what the goals were. So everyone was kind of like, I don't know what's happening with Black Lives Matter. Um, but looking back at it, I think that my concern was like, what is going on? Like, is this something that they're trying to push or like, what about the community and stuff like that? Um, and then, and then, um, 
And then it wasn't until like George Floyd where I was like, yeah, bitch, fuck a target. Fucking burn down the, the streets. I can see how angry people are now and like upset. And um, yeah, I think that was probably pretty problematic of me to say. Like looking back. Yeah. No, that's fair. And I always make the connection of pe- being like, okay, well, if you put it into perspective, what if like your parent or your brother or your sister, your son, your nephew, your niece, your grandchild, what if they were like murdered in cold blood and like nobody did anything about it? Would you not want to burn a whole city down? Cause, like, yeah, I was like, burn the city down then. Yeah, that, shit, that week is still fucking wild to me. Like that whole week seemed like a fucking movie. Um but no, I get that. And I definitely, I feel like I've had problematic issues in the past. Um, and this is us just being vulnerable. Like, if this, if you want to cancel us because of all the things we're saying um, now, like, I guess by all means. But, I mean, we're obviously older. Cancel us, wiser. yes. Cancel, cancel us. And for all the people who are listening, all 20 of you, I guess, that's it but that's all we got i don't know i mean (laughs) do what you gotta do um but i know and this is something that i think a lot of people are guilty of um and i don't know if i've ever formally apologized for this um so like back Uh, in high school middle school i feel like um there is a term that i won't say now but was very normal to say in casual conversation it's a derogatory term for someone who is I don't know if the best word is gay or just homosexual in that sense. And I feel like that Uh-oh. was thrown around a lot. <laughs> she was like, you fucking Vegas. That's what she's saying. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like that was something that like everybody, not, and I'm not making excuses for myself. Um, I feel like that was something that everybody did. And I guess in a sense of like trying to fit in and like trying to be like, well, everybody does it. I did it too. And looking back, like, one, I'm sorry, because that was never okay. <laughs> um, but also, it's just kind of one of those things where it's like a coming-of-age thing, or kind of like, huh? Like, why would anybody ever think that that's okay? And like, if anybody was to use that word now, I feel like it's very easy to be like, what the fuck? Like, why mm-hmm. would you even say that? So, we've all been there. We've all, unfortunately, kind of been slightly prejudiced in a sense, whether we do it or not, about any and everything. Uh, Because that's how the world forms us and structures us to be, is to be prejudiced without realizing it. Mm -hmm. That's why people say you have to be anti-racist or um, things like that. You have to be anti-whatever is going on. So Mm -hmm. I know that that's something that I've done that was problematic. Yeah. And again, like I said, problematic is a term very describing of the time. So when Mm -hmm. people was... Even when we, well, yeah, when we were younger, like, people just said that, like, all the time. Yeah. And I had a cousin, actually, who would say it all the time, because she said that it meant fine Asian girl or fine Asian guy. <laughs> I've never heard that in my life. Yeah, and I was like, I don't know if you know what that means. And um, I remember we were at, <laughs> we were at a church camp, y'all. Oh, God. And we were sharing a room with my auntie Eileen, and um, I... I was like, Auntie Eileen, she keeps saying this. And, bitch, when I tell you Auntie Eileen fucking had to gather her up real quick and give her a history lesson, and then she stopped saying it, um, yeah, she did that. Auntie Eileen did that. 
She was like, bitch, you better stop, bitch. Um, so, yeah, of the times, that was very, it was a very normal thing to say. And at the time, um, I guess I didn't think too much of it. I was like, this is life, like, whatever. People are going to call me that all the time anyway. Um, so, yeah. But now, today, we know, you know, we know better as, well, actually, do you think that kids still say things like that? Is that, is it something that, like, is of the times, like, 2020, you shouldn't be saying this? Or is it something that when you, every generation is going to have growing up, like, things I that think they we're going to continue to get evolved. Like, as of right now, I, I can't foresee what could be taken as offense. Like, I guess, for me, maybe the one that could change in the next few years or in the next couple generations is, this, like, stopping using the term African-American because I still don't know what the fuck that means, um, <laughs> to be honest. But, like, I think of... Um, yeah, but do you think that, that kids today in 2020 are still running around being like, fuck a fag or whatever? Um, I still hear people. I don't hear that one as much. I hear the R word. Well, yeah. Um, I'm sure. I mean, making fun of like or making fun of someone that's gay or insinuating that somebody's gay is like a very middle school, high school thing to do. Um, but at mm-hmm. the same time, I think it's more um, accepted. And I think a lot of this newer generation is kind of like bullying for different reasons and like sometimes i feel like being or identifying as someone who's lgbtq plus is like now that's the cool thing like oh those kids are edgy you know mm-hmm. so i feel like that's still a, that might this, be kind of the thing now this is no feel, oh go ahead oh no you go finish Oh, I was going to say, I feel like the R word is still kind of thrown around. I still hear that even at, like, work sometimes with people. Really? Uh, yeah, and I'm like, did you just say that? Like, I just... It's usually people who are older, though. It's not usually people that are... Mm-hmm. I've heard it from a couple people my age, and I'm kind of just like, ooh, I don't like that. Or, but if it's someone older, I'm like, hey, that's not cool. Like, I don't... Mm-hmm. I don't understand. Like, why that word? Like, why do you feel like you have to say it? But... How here's a question, and it's kind of related. How would you go about telling someone not to use like the N word? Um, trying to think if I've ever had to confront someone like because I recently did it, and you know me, I'm like, I'm not very bold. Um, but all (laughs) I said was, all I said to them was like, "You're not black," and then they and then they don't say that around me anymore. Um, I feel like for me, I just kind of give them a look and I'm kind I'm someone that like, if you say it and you're not black, be thankful that you said it around me and not around the wrong person because the wrong person will fuck you up. Mm -hmm. Like if some, like I know people, if they hear it from someone that's not black, they will literally like pummel you. Mm -hmm. So like, well, it's a very, we're talking about, uh, we're talking about people who saying the N word around us, but for me and you, it's a very different experience because you are black and I'm not. I feel like people and, won't say it around me typically. Like I don't remember the last time that someone yeah, wasn't black and I don't said think, it around me. I don't think people would be more, I guess, wary of saying it around you. But for right. me, you know, they, they'll just say whatever. And Ooh. I, oh, what? I guess the last time some, the last time someone did say it around me, um, I knew, I knew going into that conversation because of who I was with. Um, that they said it a lot and I was kind of forewarned about it and mm. I could tell that they were trying not to let it slip but it still slipped out every couple like every it slipped out a few every times couple words yeah 
And I was like, ooh, okay. And every time they said it, I just kind of stared at them, and I was like, all right. But I'm like, I also know, like, me calling them out, like, it's just because I'm here doesn't mean that you're going to stop. Like, you're still going to keep using it once I leave, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what I felt like when I said... It was a good... I gave them, like, a good reminder, like, hey, you're not black. Like, don't say that. Like, why are you saying that? And and I luckily, I had another friend that was like, why, why are you saying that? Um, but just because me and that other friend said that to this guy doesn't mean that he's going to, like, stop and be like, oh, right. you're right. I'm not black. I shouldn't say that. Oh, dang it. I didn't know. I'm like, oh, my God, what? Um, so, yeah, that is problematic, I guess guess right i mean that's no relatable. i think so i think that's something <laughs> no, it's not. no that's fine people can say the n-word all they want <laughs> um, i'm giving everybody a free pass i'm just kidding don't fucking do that don't yeah. i'm not i'm not i'm not owning up to that or claiming that but I if you will, get beat up you get beat up so yeah, but i will say that if you are a problematic person or you have qualities that i find problematic like saying the n-word specifically for an example you are a wild card to me, and I will not invite you to places that I know will have, like, my black friends there or people who think like me and do not like that. You are a wild card to me, and I'm going to treat you like a pariah, I guess. Like, I'm not going to invite you to places because I know that you're going to offend people, and then people are going to look at me and be like, why are you friends with this Why'd you bring this person along yeah. out here with you? Right, and I think that's kind of where it starts, and I don't even think all things that are problematic are people who have to do with social economic things i think um problematic can even come in a sense of being like um people who are kind of like how do you say like they're self-loathing but they project it onto others does that make sense like a pick me yeah like a pick me or someone's like oh my gosh everything sucks help me but like they don't want to do anything for themselves I feel yeah like but is that pro- problematic though or is that just yeah. being like <laughs> I think that's problematic. Yeah. I mean, I think I've known plenty of men and women, I guess girls or boys like growing up, um, who have kind of been like, who will say something and like post something and then they'll make some like vague statement and then everybody's like, oh my gosh, what's wrong? What's going on? And then they never say anything back or like don't fill anybody in and then go back to like acting like everything's normal or like it's just constant like shit post after shit post after shit post but it's like and which is fine like your social media is what you want it to be but it's also i'm someone that believes like if you're it's one thing from being um vulnerable or looking or seeking for attention like in a mental illness or mental health type of way yes like do you think kanye west is problematic then (sighs) unfortunately i do think he's problematic okay i love the man but i think he's problematic because i feel like he i think if you weaponize it you're problematic yes exactly if you weaponize your mental health it becomes problematic or if you start to blame others for your mental health issues that's problematic to me Mm -hmm. um because mental health is literally your mind finding itself and like you fighting your mind so what your mind is telling you or what you're telling your mind isn't always the case And, and that includes your perception of people sometimes and like you have to realize that yes you might not be in control of what your mind is doing at times but you can't blame others for that like yes people can be triggering and yes people can be volatile and can cause trauma 
how do I say this without sounding like an asshole? Um, but at the end of the day, it's your, it's your thing that you have to work up on your own. Like a lot of the time the person won't care for one, um, or if they don't know that they're causing harm or trauma to you. Um, but also you just have, you people, we all have to learn how to work through and like learn to work with our triggers and learn to continue to be able to live like nobody wants to be um debilitated or feel debilitated or live in like a depressing state all the time mm. so it's kind of having to work around and like figure yourself out and i know everybody's take on mental health is different and i'm not saying that i'm right about anything particular but that's how i feel mm. but yeah interesting um, but the, one of the examples that I had about problematic in a sense is one that I think people don't realize that is problematic and maybe not so much now, um, is, okay. So I have a story. Okay. Um, same story. So when I was in high school, um, I was a senior and this is my senior year on the dance team. Um, I'm about to graduate and we're all like. Um, I don't know. My hair is curly. I have, um, at the time I was black. My hair is red right now. Um, oh, at the time I was black. At the time I was black. Um, and I had black hair. Okay, Rachel Gould's all over here. Yeah, I love my box braids. Um, <laughs> but mm-hmm. I, I wore my hair down a lot. I wore my hair down and curly. I was more comfortable. I didn't do the whole extension thing so much my senior year. I think I'd outgrown that phase, thankfully. Um, and one of the dance moms comes up to me because I think her daughter's like a freshman, maybe a sophomore this year at that point. And she's like, oh, my gosh, the girls are going to miss you next year. So and so wants to be you for Halloween next year and get like an Afro wig, blah, blah, blah. Ew. And I was, uh, and I was like, I don't I, I honestly I still don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know how to react to that. Um, I am not a cosplay. You can just dress up as bitch. What and I was fuck? like. Okay, I I don't even know what I said. I don't remember what I said, but I remember it being like, okay, like I don't. I'd be like, bitch. Okay, like what right, the like fuck? I don't, I don't know what to. I don't know how to respond to that. And I still don't. Like I still don't know what to feel. But like, but you can see where like why that would be problematic. Like why would you one? Why do you dress up as a regular person for Halloween? Why am I a Halloween costume? Why are you telling me that I'm not for a wig? What are what are you what clothes are you wearing? How is this perception gonna go? Yeah, that is confusing to me. Why she thought that would be fine. But I guess that or is Or also a part why would of, you tell me? <laughs> well that's a part of being problematic is people don't understand like that's not something either polite or something respectable to say. And I think that's a big part of the term problematic is people not knowing that that's not cool. Right. And not knowing that that's not okay. Um, and I guess another example, and I get this one to this day. I got, I got it like last year, maybe a year, like two years ago, where someone was like, oh my gosh, I'm almost as dark as you after they went on vacation and they were white. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it's not. Well, a lot of these are micro. There's a real name. It's microaggressions. Yeah, they're microaggressions. And I feel like people don't realize that microaggressions are problematic. Or maybe microaggressions are just another term for problematic. Or problematic is another term for microaggressions. I think microaggressions are problematic. And being problematic 
means that maybe you have a few microaggressions that you're not necessarily aware of. I don't know. I don't know. It's a big um, problematic seems to be a big umbrella term for a lot yeah. of these things. A lot of these situations. But those are things that I know that I've dealt with um, throughout my life and just kind of being like, oh, or like people are like, oh, we love your afro. I don't have an afro. <laughs> yeah, someone said that to Latifah. And they were like, well, how is that offensive? And Latifah's like, because I don't have an afro. <laughs> So and, no, what's funny about that is because I can see how the girl was trying to be like really, really nice and sweet, you know, and be like, it was kind of like a self righteous thing. They came off as self righteous. Yeah, thing. It, it, it was very like white savior complex, kind of like, I love your afro, you go black girl, black girl magic. Um, yeah, but at the same time, slay girl like, slay. <laughs> she was like, go diva. <laughs> um, <laughs> but at the same time, when you do that, it's kind of like when. People use like A A V E wrong, like I'm gonna finish slay this bitch. Like yes, queen. And um, yeah, it's those it's things like, where it's like people you're not, act you're not. like they're okay. Yeah, yeah. Like people act like they're so aware and they're like, I'm in with it. I know what's going on. And then they say some stupid shit, and you're just like, you no, can't, you can't talk if you can't talk about it. Don't talk about it if you're not about it. Type of thing. Like, yeah. don't insert it, yourself where it's, it doesn't giving work out me, for like, you. I am a white woman that watches Vice documentaries, so I know what I'm talking about. Yes, um, and very it's, much it gave so. me very much that. And Latifah was like, "I don't have an afro. <laughs> this is not an afro." So I just have curly hair. My hair isn't really not. My hair is curly, but it's not that curly. Like I don't. I my hair texture does not produce afro type hair. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. It would be a little more kinkier than that. So mm-hmm. sorry. So you guys, so did this um, do you feel like you've ever dealt with anyone who has said something that's like problematic about you or how you look or I guess I feel like for you, I would picture that more in like dating because I know mm. um, the gay community can be kind of problematic about preferences and things. I guess so. I mean, I've had, um, ooh, I've been problematic. Oh, just kidding. Calvin's <laughs> <laughs> um, problematic against circumcised men. I am. I'm like, I'm discriminatory. Wait, what? Dis- discriminatory. What? Discrimin- discriminatory. What? Discriminatory? Yes. Discriminatory. <laughs> uh, discriminatory Vega from... Uh, Stop. Uh, I, what is it? Victorious. Victorious, yeah. Um, no, I've had instances where, like on Grinder, I guess, people are problematic because of their preferences. Um, and I've had instances where, oh, oh, here's one, is this guy, I, what did I post? I posted something about, um, what did I post? I can't remember, but this guy basically, uh, sent me a video clip of him, not just like him typing and stuff, a video clip of him talking about how I should um, be, like, more manly and, like, wear, like, certain types of underwear instead of wearing, like, jock straps or thongs. And I'm not quite sure if I categorize this as problematic because I'm not... I don't know if it is. Or maybe it is because he has certain, like, gender 
roles and stereotypes like in his constructs mind. Yeah. Collins to follow. But it was just weird to me because he found it so he he was like it, he, to him this was like such a huge issue that he had to send me like you know th- a three minute long video about how he thought that I should act a certain way and like be a certain way and I was like I don't really care that to much. me that's very much like someone you know how some people sometimes to like same sex couples will be like well who's the man in the relationship like that's the type of energy it's giving me yeah it was like really I was like why did you take time on your day to tell me how to t- live my life you like why don't you you need to worry about yourself yeah i was like you what's your about you girl like you do what you need to do you can police your own life why are you p- trying to police mine which i think that is problematic i'm right because okay for me personally when i think of the word problematic i specifically think of race because that's when i hear it the most so i guess it's hard for me to frame it in the way that I'm trying to frame it right now and how I think that would be problematic but I think no, that, that makes sense problematic, but yeah let me know down in the comments is that problematic to you guys I mean I feel like if anybody's telling you how you should dress or what you should wear that's problematic at least in my mind yeah, well because I just don't want it to make it sound like anything that someone that disagrees with you is suddenly they're problematic like if I was oh, like, yeah, yeah. If I was like, Latifa, let's meet at three, and then you're like, oh, I thought you said four, and then I'd be like, Latifa, you're problematic. I don't want it to sound <laughs> like that. I feel like that could be a real conversation. <laughs> I know, I was like, bitch, that's fucking true, because that fucking happens. <laughs> I feel like it's the other way around sometimes. It's it, it depends. We switch off. Yeah, sometimes we're like, um, I'll be there in an hour. Sometimes it'll be like, um, I'm here half an hour early. I don't know. Latifa will be like, I just woke up. I had to take a shower and put my makeup on and do my hair and then I'll, I'll be there. <laughs> I'm like, okay, great. I also know it depends with who I'm with, though, because sometimes I'm like, they don't care. Like, there's no time constraint. And half the time it's like, we're not, what we're doing isn't, I don't know. Half the time it's sometimes like, what the fuck are we doing anyway? So Yeah, I'm like, are is there a rush? Because do we even know what we're doing once we get together? No. Mm-hmm. Um. Another thing I want to kind of get into, which was kind of our other topic that I wanted to talk about today, which was suggested by Miguel because Calvin and I could not come up with anything. So mm-hmm. thanks, Miguel. <laughs> um, is um, one thing that I think can be viewed as problematic, and I think we see this with like, like a lot of ethnic foods, is um, when someone's like, oh, that's gross. Like, why would you eat that? Like, mm-hmm. ew, you know? Yeah. So Latifah's, Latifah and I, are, our next topic, wait, what? Latifah and I's, Latifah and my? Latifah and <laughs> our? Hey, my. <laughs> Latifah and my's. Uh, our, our next topic is um, food. But let's mm. take a quick break and um, then we'll get into it, you guys. Yeah. Yes. Welcome back. Welcome, welcome back. W- welcome back in. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Oh, I want to go to Sephora because they have the new uh, Doja Cat and BH collection, so obviously I have to buy it. Oh, I didn't know that she had a collab thing going on. Oh, yes. I had to buy um, some lip gloss and, like, (coughs) um, eyeshadows. I want some of the palettes and stuff. Obviously, I love Doja Cat, so I have to go buy it. Um, Like, duh. And BH is pretty good, you guys, so. BH Cosmetics? Mm Mm-hmm. I didn't know Sephora carried them. Oh, it's at Ulta. 
Oh, I think he said Sephora. Oh, no. Sorry. Did you ever use your gift card? No, I, I didn't fucking decide. Oh. I, I don't know what I want. I might buy um, a lip just buy oh, Just buy a lot of lashes. Bitch, I know <laughs> fucking might. <laughs> No, because like at the the lashes there are like thirty dollars, so I can buy like three pairs. That's true. That's so, true. Um, I might buy the Mario um, makeup by Mario lip palette or the makeup oh. or um, he he has a like metal eyeshadow palette too that I might want to buy. So we'll see. Fancy. Yeah. Um. Okay. So before we went and took our little commercial break, um. We're kind of getting into food. We're talking about being problematic and like what constitute, what can kind of constitute as problematic issues that we've had being problematic and things like that. Um, And I also wanted to talk about food because I feel like food is something that um, is overlooked a lot of the time and people don't realize what they're doing is weird um, or can kind of be seen as offensive or honestly it's just right out offensive and not really knowing. Um, but yeah, um, one question I want to ask, what's the weirdest thing you ate? Um, I guess, which is kind of a problematic question itself. Don't say ass. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to. Um, <laughs> I don't know. What is, I don't know. You go. Because I'm a very picky eater. So so am I. So I'm like, I don't know if there's anything that I've eaten that's yeah, weird. Um, I've had cow tongue, but I don't think that's weird. Um, yeah, I don't know, because I'm a really, really picky eater. Like, I won't eat anything that I think is, like, quote-unquote weird, so I'm pretty tame. So I don't one, know. one thing that, it doesn't bother me, but it does bother me, whenever Calvin eats a cheeseburger, or I'm sorry, not even a cheeseburger, a hamburger, hamburger, no cheese, literally, that has to be so dry. Um, yeah, and eats, it's fierce. He eats around the edges, and then he eats, like, the middle of the burger. Why does that drive you crazy? Oh, my God. Who eats like that? Me. Hello, duh. That's so weird. See, problematic. <laughs> oh, wow, hater. Um, yeah, I eat, like, the edges, and then I eat, like, the center. Like, that's, like, fierce and sickening. And, um, yeah. Another thing that I... Oh, what are... Okay. I was going to say, what are your food habits? My food habits. Yeah. Like, you know, like, when Ladeepa and I and Gary go to a, a buffet, we have to have a plate, and the plate for me has to have a theme. So you can't just, like, pick, like, random foods. It has to have a theme. So, like, it can be, like, rice and vegetables or, like, an Asian theme. But, bitch, if you put a fucking... Beef and broccoli, rice, and a fucking piece of pizza on your plate, you're fucking disgusting. You put the sugar donut on your plate, on the same plate that you're putting, like, a chicken wing? You're, you're sick. You're, <laughs> can't, you're fucking canceled. <laughs> like, get out of the fucking buffet, you sick freak. You can't sit with us. Um, you're, so, yeah, so your plate has to fit a theme, or my plate has to fit my own theme, really. Um, and, like, you know, I, like, won't mix, like, um like jello with like a regular entree like that's sick who does that first of all I don't who, know. Eats, who it, eats buffet jello i kind of love the jello i feel like the jello doesn't taste like anything that's why i love it why would you eat something okay because like the jello is like 
thick. It's like not like the jello that you can make She's at home. Thick like or thick. whatever. Yeah. Um, and like, oh my god, I miss buffets, you guys. Oh my god, let's go back to a buffet. Are they open? Yeah, some of them are. Oh, work. Okay, let's go. To I don't know how I feel about. I don't know if I'm like ready for that though. I want to throw up. Oh my god. I want to hurl, and then I want to go back in and eat more. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's how I feel. Oh. Um. Okay. No. So Latif, and we've mentioned this before, but Latif and I wanted to speak on it a little bit more, which is like uh, preferences or racism in food. Um, we spoke yeah. about it when we were talking about the "Am I the Asshole" when that Asian chef and his white sister-in-law were like fighting. If you remember that episode, that bitch got fired. Yeah. Period. And she should. We loved that for her. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's something, I don't know if you experienced it growing up. Like I definitely was a kid, um, a cold lunch kid. So like I brought my lunches to school almost every day because I was picky. Um, and I know a lot of the time I'd bring like Indonesian foods or I'd bring like, um, fried fish and like rice or whatever the case. Um, or even if my friends were to come over and my mom was like cooking, they'd be like, ew, what's that? But like now, like I remember taking... Um, I used to do these Indonesian dance classes and I did it with a couple of my friends in elementary school. And I remember a couple of them being like, we'd go to get pho afterwards. And I'm like, ew, what's pho? But now you like look around and every white person in Minnesota is like, oh my gosh, pho. We love pho. We love Kwong. Let's go, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Bro. Kwong is so white. My God. Uh, I like fine. it though. I yeah, do like I Kwong, it, but that's what it is. But I'm also not Vietnamese. So like, I can't say. Uh, I love Hobian. And one I think time they're I, okay. I like their egg rolls. They're like the best egg rolls. That's and one time not I, what you like there. Because <laughs> one time I made um, Latifah and Gary go with me to go see this waiter that I thought was super, super cute. Um, and then I left a Yelp review that said, if you're the waiter, <laughs> then... <laughs> I was like, you have a cute waiter on your wait staff. Um, and then I also one time almost made Latifah and Gary go to, uh, this Vietnamese jewelry store that I, I thought I, like, there was a cute, like, a worker there, and it was family owned, and I was like, maybe I'll go buy a watch, because my grandma took me to go buy a watch there, or look for watches there, and I saw him, and I was like, I need to come back without my grandma. <laughs> so. I can't hit on this man with the grandma. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, for lunch for school when I was younger, um... No, I my parents packed me a pretty American lunch, so I never had that experience. Um, and then when I moved to the private private middle school and high school, um, they had lunch for me, so I was eating like the American lunches or whatever, which were pretty good. But um, yeah, I never had that experience. But I I think that a common theme is that um, a common theme and like racism that what the fuck am i trying to fucking say um okay. something hard. something that asian people get a lot of hate for is like eating cats and dogs which i think we can both like relate to because I'm yeah sure people have like said that to us or, i remember like, people asking me that um like when people are like oh your mom's from indonesia and like what they know about indonesia is literally what they see on like nat geo or what they assume or like hear. So like, does your mom eat dogs? I'd be like, no. Um, How would you not. answer that today, though? 
would you be like, no, we don't? Or would you be like, yeah, I'm going to eat your fucking dog. Bring your little Sparky over here, bitch. Cause I'm yeah, I'd be like, um, no, but I don't know. I don't know what I, I feel like I would be so caught off guard because I feel like that's such like an old, like such an old thing. But then again, like with COVID coming back around, people are like, Chinese people eat bats. And I'm like, yeah, that was something. That was a big thing. That was like, oh, these Chinese bitches made COVID because they're fucking eating bats all the time. And I'm like, you don't know one. You have no idea what you're talking about because, like, when you're, which, Period. when you're dealing with things like that, you can hear my roommate talking to his mom. Oh, he's talking to his mom. Mm. Hey, mom. Hey, mom. Um, when you're saying things like that, um, it's kind of one. It's privilege because to assume that like people can afford normal, normal, quote unquote meats Mm -hmm. isn't like that's not a luxury in a lot of different countries um china being one of them because like a lot of the time they aren't in famine and they kind of just have to eat whatever they can eat um so in a sense that's problematic see how that kind Mm -hmm. of ties in wow Ah, word of the day um so when people say things like that or assume that like Asian people eat dogs or Asian people do this. It's like you have one, you don't know what that con like where that construct comes from or like what gives you that indication that that's even true a lot of the time. Because a lot of the time it's not. Like I've never um I've never eaten dog or cat or a bat. Um like mm-hmm. I said, I think the wildest thing I've maybe eaten is cow tongue meat wise i don't even think like white people eat deer and like rabbit and white people like, like what is it scottish people will like eat haggis which is like intestines and then they'll bury it and then they'll eat it like later oh black people eat intestines people like white people eat or black people eat chitlins like all the time i don't i won't fucking eat fucking oh that just sounds gross like nothing about eating an intestine sounds <laughs> i don't I like intestines ever. either i it's in a lot of Hmong food um, especially if you like larb, if you, mm-hmm. uh, if you are English and you want to say larb, um, it's in that, um, cause it's like tribe or whatever. And sometimes it's, it's in, uh, fire too, I think. Um, but I just don't like the texture of it. It's like chewy. Um, so I don't like that, but I, just I also don't, don't like tendons could... though. Yeah. I'm not a big tendon person either. Cause yeah. even like if I have pho, like sometimes they the have the pho with, yeah, like I, if, I don't that. like the meatball with the tendons in it. But that's like, like that. a preference thing. It's just a it's a texture thing for me. Yeah. But um yeah, I mean there's weird foods everywhere, so for it it's strange because specifically for Asian culture that's the a big thing is food and it racism in food cuz we I don't know. I just feel like eating cats and dogs it's such a an old stereotype, but it's still like it still comes up now yeah it still comes up today and like now and especially with the covid eating bats is such like a it was such a big uh like joke like gotcha moment or whatever right which to me i'm like like i said y'all be eating squirrel like squirrels and like rabbits all this type of stuff where i'm like people domesticate those too like you can't like it's not normal for people in those countries to have those domesticated animals so, yeah. I don't know. To me, it's just kind of like, you just look stupid. In my opinion. 
Um, and another thing that we touched on in that previous episode was about how um, there's like prejudice in. What, am I saying that right? Prejudice. 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 What? <laughs> alien versus predator. Alien versus prejudice. Pride and <laughs> predator. Pride and predator. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stupid. Uh, we were talking about like the the prices of um, Asian food versus like European food and how there's um, you have like this preconceived notion that Asian food is one unhealthy and full of MSG and like uh, very very oily and it should be considered a cheap food and it should be priced as such whereas foods like a big steak or French food or like escargot and like you know Italian food that should be yeah, bitch, higher. You, eating snails is somehow better than eating a like you're eating bugs <laughs> bitch you eating a snail bitch um so that's something that we can talk about because MSG is actually not bad for you at all it was just I <laughs> I have a story about that okay work say it <laughs> so um bitch I love MSG bitch so funny story my mom has like she's definitely one of those people who believes like msg causes all these things and like makes gives you headaches all this stuff and the other day um i was telling her because like my i've been cooking more so in the like the last couple years and bitch when i tell you my mom loves my food when i cook She's just like, oh my gosh, this is so good. You do, like, this tastes so great, blah, blah, blah. Like, I made, like, spinach stuffed chicken breast recently. I baked um, Reese's chocolate chip cookies, and my mom's not a sweets person. but she Bitch, ate, she like, is a- hyping you up, bitch. Oh I God. know. And, like, it's, like, to me, it's the best compliment because, like, if you know my mom, my mom can cook. Yeah, she So, can. like, when she's like, oh, your food's good, I'm like, fuck yeah, I made it. I'm a bad bitch. And... So the other day I'm telling her and I'm like, yeah, blah, 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 this. And we start, we get on the topic of MSG because I was, we were talking about pho restaurants and she's like, yeah, I don't like going there. They use a lot of MSG in their food. And I looked at my mom and I was like, you know that I cook with MSG, right? And like the look on her face (laughs) of like pure disgust with me was so hilarious. Like she was so like, what are you talking about? And I was like, I pulled out like my, um, because I have a, I have a container of MSG. It's called Ac- it's called Accent. I think it's like a it's like a seasoning. You can buy it literally anywhere. And I pulled it out and I was like, yeah, this is MSG. And she was literally like so shooketh. She was like, she's like, bitch, you're trying to fucking poison me, bitch. How dare you? She was like, what? And I was like, yeah, I use it all the time. Like I use it to cure my chicken. And she's like, what? she was just like so, like. Miguel was over and he, she, he, it was funny. Her, my dad was like, my dad thought it was funny, um, but she's just like, all her trust was gone. Like she had like no idea. And I'm like, See, I'm not eating your shit anymore, bitch. She was so upset. But it, it is one of those things because like, um, MSG is in a lot of American foods too. Like Doritos has MSG. Like most food has it. It's not mm-hmm. just Asian food. Yeah, but I think that Asian food specifically, people are like very wary. Like, oh, it has a lot of MSG. It's not good for you. And yeah. I think that has something to do with the fact that Americans view Asian food as unhealthy, and oh, therefore MS, and because they use MSG, which is like a mystery ingredient like oh my god he causes so much this this that girl you eat spam okay let's not (laughs) talk about mystery ingredients um and so they they kind of like perpetuate this idea that msg is bad for you and because 
Asian restaurants are known to use MSG. It's like that's bad for you too. So it should be priced um, at a lower um, price point because they're using bad ingredients. But in reality, MSG is like totally fine. You can like eat MSG all the time. A, a lot of chefs say that as well. Um, and so it's yeah, like anything else with food. It's like you just have to do it in moderation. Mm-hmm. Speaking like, of your mom and food, you know that my roommate like loves. Uh, your rendang now. My rendang? Yeah. And I was like, wow, you should have Penny make you some. Because <laughs> I'm just <laughs> making it from a fucking box, bitch. Yeah. It is really good. Maybe I'll ask her to make it when you're in town. I'll bring some over. Yeah, I'll freeze it and then bring it. Because yes. I, I also want my grandma to make me some thumkem, which is like a sweet pulled pork with like um, boiled eggs. It's a Lao dish. And fun fact, you guys... If you freeze food or any type of liquid and bring it to the airport, you can bring it on the plane. Because it's not a liquid anymore, it's frozen. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so I brought a whole, like, my grandma made some thumkem and then, like, froze it in, like, a gallon bag. And I was like, yeah, it's like food. And they're like, oh, yeah, it's fine because it's frozen. And I was like, okay, work. That makes no sense. So I could bring, like, a whole block of ice, but I can't bring a water bottle. Right. I was like, what if I what if I checked my luggage and I just put like a whole gallon of water in there? It's like it's right. checked, bitch. You can't do anything about it, bitch. That's so weird. Yeah. Um so yes, what's your favorite food, Tiva? My favorite food now that you have me thinking about rendang, I do really like rendang. Um otherwise just describe it for people. So rendang is like this slow cooked kind of braised um, braised pork that is cooked with um, Wait, what? coconut milk. Pork? Oh, no, I'm sorry. Not pork. Beef. beef. Sorry. Beef. I don't, I didn't grow up eating pork. My mom is Muslim um, and grew up in a Muslim. Indonesians are mostly Muslim, so I didn't grow up eating pork like at all. I think I had pepperoni for the first time in like fifth grade. Um, but only recently started liking bacon, like the last yeah. few years. Yeah, I've only recently started baking bacon and I honestly try not to eat it and I've tried to cut pork out of my diet more so in the last like six or seven months or so too. Like mm-hmm. I'll have every once in a while I'll have like an Al Pastor taco. Um but I just don't see any benefits of eating pork a lot of the time either. And I don't like the texture of a lot of pork. Um like I don't think I'd ever eat like a pork chop or like a pork cutlet or anything. God, pork is uh, fierce. Okay. Uh, I'm more of a beef, chicken, fish type of gal. Um, but rendang is like a slow cooked um, beef in coconut milk and um, kefir leaves. And you use like star anise, cardamom. And like it's just very spice enriched. Um, and you eat it like I eat it with potatoes. I don't think we typically eat it with potatoes a lot of the time in Indonesia. And eat it over rice. But it's very, uh, it's so good. Like, even me just thinking about it, I'm like, oh, my mouth. <laughs> I think that you have it, like, really often, because your mom always cooks it, I feel like, all the time. She cooks it for her catering probably, like, a couple times a month. Um, But I'll ask her to make it every once in a while just because, like, I'll crave it. And, like, I don't like eating the same thing every single day. Like, if I make something, that's why I don't like cooking sometimes, because if I make something, after a day and a half, I'm like, I don't want to keep eating this for the rest of the week. But rendang is, like, the one thing that I'll eat the whole week, and I'm fine with it. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah. Um, so I really like rendang. I'm a big satay fan. Of course. Um, What's that? You have to explain satay it. Satay is, um, 
chicken, chicken or beef, uh, marinated in Indonesian sweet soy sauce and usually a peanut sauce, but I use peanut butter, um, and white pepper. Oh, so good. It's like my favorite thing in the summertime. Um, and then it's just grilled. It's so good. I don't eat it enough. Like I'm, it doesn't take a lot of effort, but for whatever reason, I'm really lazy and I don't like doing it a lot. Um, but it's so good. If you I'm had, also... if you had uh, like randang in like a restaurant, would you be like, my mom's is better? Probably. Probably right. Mm-hmm. Same with satay because depending on the region that you're from, it can be different. Because I know I, I've had satay um, in like Japan, like in, like an Indonesian restaurant in Japan or like Singapore even. Um, and a lot of the time, it's like curried. Or it has like coconut in it, like coconut milk, or it's, mm-hmm. and I'm not a fan of coconut a lot of the time. You just said it's a coconut based rendang, but okay, work. Rendang is different because you don't taste the coconut and it's coconut milk. So it's it like, like, it's like a what, um, curry base kind of? Yeah. So, like, depending on where, like, for satay, it depends on like the region. Like, I'd prefer my satay to be like peanut buttery um, yeah. with a peanut sauce, but like I said, it depends on where you're from and like what region. Like anything else, like, Pho in like South Vietnam is going to be different than like Northern Vietnam or like depending on what is around that area or port city, mm-hmm. whatever the case, things change. So mm-hmm. what are, uh, I'm also a big chicken tender fan. So <laughs> yeah, I love a good yeah, chicken tender. Oh my God. Where's your favorite chicken tenders? Is it Popeye's? <sighs> no, I think my favorite chicken tenders. Is it Culver's? Culver's is definitely up there. Um, I really like Culver's. I really did like Chick-fil-A, but I don't go anymore. She's Rip. not allowed. I'm not allowed. I always tell myself, like, if I want to go to um, Chick-fil-A, I feel like it'd be okay if I donate the same amount of money or double my purchase to, like, an LGBTQ foundation. And then I don't know if <laughs> I Bitch, you better sell yourself for that Chick-fil-A. <laughs> <laughs> If I'm spending three times the amount on my Chick-fil-A, I feel like I won't go as often, but I still get to <laughs> Stupid. That's the only way, that's the only way I would be able to go. And I just, it is good. People are like, it's not that good though. And I'm like, I like it though. So I miss it, but I don't, I, I've been going <laughs> strong. I've been going strong for like two, three years now. And I don't, every once in a while I'll crave it. Like I'll drive by and I'm like, damn, but it's okay. Um, Culver's is good. Cane's is pretty decent. It's not my favorite. Latif and I are big chicken lovers. We are. We, I think three years in a row, did a, a video watch. on my YouTube where we just bought chicken from like five different stores and tried them all. A lot of them were gross. Again. We should. Um, I'd be down. Yeah, that was fun. Um, let's see. My favorite foods. Are you done with your favorites? Yeah, that's it. Okay. Um, I love egg rolls. Um, but mm-hmm. very specifically, I love my family's egg rolls. Oh, and here's a, a small rant is that when my aunt passed away, um, obviously I was really, really sad. And then I was like, shit, I, she didn't write any of her recipes down. Damn. So, so all I have is... I have an old text from her saying her uh, egg roll recipe, and I have an old text from her saying how to make, um, uh, in in English it's called like kanji, but like mung kanji or whatever. So like rice porridge with chicken. 
mm-hmm. um, which isn't that hard of a recipe, but I did not know how to make that. And I think I have her uh, apple cake recipe written down somewhere, but that's something that is like, it makes me really, really sad because I don't have any of her recipes. And she was a really, really good cook. Um, but yes. Still that hot lemonade, though. Yeah, bitch, hot lemonade. <laughs> You buy that, what is it, country time uh, powdered <laughs> lemonade and you boil some water, bitch. That, so for people that don't know, um, Auntie Eileen, when she was sick, she would always drink hot lemonade and she'd be like, Calvin, I hear you coughing. You better drink some hot lemonade. I'm like, I'm fine. <laughs> it's like the most hilarious thing to me. I don't know. I was like, it doesn't sound like it'd be bad though. I feel like hot lemonade would taste good somehow. It tastes good, but it's like, why hot lemonade? Like, I think... especially like hot country time lemonade. Like, it's not. <laughs> yeah, like the powder and the stuff. Um. So yes, I love egg rolls, but specifically my family, and I think that's probably something that a lot of Hmong people can, or people in general can relate to. It's like you like your own family's style because no nah, because i meet people and they're like no i don't like my mom's cooking and i'm like that's really unfortunate okay because people put cilantro in their egg some monk people will put cilantro and like um mushrooms in their egg rolls and i hate that i think that's fucking disgusting are you the type of person who um cilantro tastes like soap to you no i love cilantro okay it's just that when you fry cilantro it doesn't taste like good it doesn't taste right. that good anymore because it's better when it's like fresh, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so w- if you are a monk person, you put cilantro or like the fungus, the uh, black... The fungus. The black, um, uh, whatever it's called, the mushrooms in your egg rolls, you're fucking sick. You're sick. I'm not going to eat your fucking egg roll, bitch. You're dead to me. You're fucking dead to me, bitch. Don't even bring it up. Um, so I like my family's egg rolls. I like my family's... Um, what else? Oh, my uh, grandma's thumbkem. Which, that's a Lao word, and there's a Hmong word for it, too. Um, but it's basically a very, very slow-cooked, um, caramelized pork. And it has, um, uh, like, hard-boiled eggs in it, too. And it's kind of like a, not quite soupy, but it's like, uh, it does have, like, juice to it. And, um, it's really, really nice and sweet it's on the sweeter side because it's of the caramelized sugar and the pork is nice and very tender and pulls apart that's like my favorite thing that my uh my grandma makes i'm gonna make i'm gonna like bitch i'm gonna text you right now to make that for me um (laughs) i'm coming home yeah Uh, she knows i'm coming home and she's like we have to plan stuff i'm like okay um so that's something that i love and then i love fried rice i don't know if that's weird Because no. I love fried rice. The uh, Yangzhou fried rice, like the combination fried rice, I love that with the um, like the Chinese sausage in it. Mm, and I think mm-hmm. that reminds me of when I used to live here in the San Gabriel Valley and I would like walk all the way to this place called JJ's uh, Cafe and get uh, Yangzhou fried rice there. And um, it was like a 45-minute walk. <laughs> and I would, Jesus. Like, eat a little, yeah. Was this before you drove? Mm-hmm. Okay. That so sense. I would have to, like, yes, I would have to walk 45 minutes to go. Oh, my God, bitch. I would have to walk 45 minutes to go to the grocery store. One time, I was like, I'm not going to pay for, I'm not going to pay fucking 10 cents a page to give, to print my shit out at the computer library. So I walked 45 minutes to Office Max, bought a printer, and then carried it oh all the way God. back home. Yeah. 
And then a month before I left, I looked and I was like, there is a grocery store, probably a 20 minute walk away from me. I was like, shit. Um, so I love fried rice. And then what else do I like? I'm a big sweets person. So I love like cakes and like any type of like pastry. And I love pie. Latifah hates pie, but I love pie. I'm not a pie person. I'm a cake person. Why, why are you so against pie? I just don't feel like I need it. I just don't like pie. I don't know. I don't like baked fruit. Baked fruit I love is baked like, fruit. I, it, fruit is supposed to be like crunchy and crispy. And like, I just don't, I don't get it. Ooh, bitch. And I love anything Thanksgiving food. Oh, true. I love yes. like turkey. Because usually um, my family will have like three Thanksgivings pretty much. Jeez. Because um, they'll have one for the elders where, where my grandma will make probably three turkeys for them. And then we'll have our own Thanksgiving. And then we'll also have a uh, Thanksgiving at my other grandma's um, place. So, really fun. I, I also am a, I'm not a fan of the holiday, but I do love the Thanksgiving feasts and food. What's something um, special that's, like, not American that you make on Thanksgiving or your family does? Um, so, it depends. So, my Thanksgivings consist... So, I have two Thanksgivings now. Um... I have a Thanksgiving at my house, and then I have Thanksgiving with Miguel's parents, too, or Miguel's family. Um, for my parents, and it works out really nicely because my mom is definitely someone who's like, we're eating by 2 p.m., um, and Miguel's oh family is like, yeah. But Miguel's family is like, oh, we eat at like 9 p.m., so like, there's enough time in the day for both, thankfully. Yeah. Um, but for my family's Thanksgiving, we do two turkeys. We do one deep fried and one roasted. Um we do we do a lot of like because my dad is black we do like a lot of soul food so we have like collard greens with like smoked turkey wings um we do like a baked mac and cheese i make mashed potatoes cream corn um all that stuff but a lot of the time my mom will make like corn fritters um like indonesian corn fritters or just like um like little indonesian snack foods Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of something you need to our Thanksgiving. And then, um, with Miguel's family, it's always Mexican food. So, um, throughout the holidays, we'll start like the tamales or we'll do, um, yeah, just like various Mexican foods. Kind of depends on the year. depends on what people want. A lot of arroz con leche. Um, but yeah, Thanksgivings are pretty, like, I think both of the families are kind of Americanized in a sense. Um, but then we'll do like more traditional foods for like other holidays or just like family dinners and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I do love, I do love that day cause I do love to eat. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, oh, one thing that I really, and I think that, I think I just miss my, uh, family that my family members that have passed away is that I wasn't a really big fire person. Um, and I remember my Auntie Eileen would, like, eat it all the time. And even she would make, like, you know, from the uh, instant package, she would, like, just eat that mm-hmm. all, all the time. And it wasn't until recently where I started really craving it. And I was like, why am I wanting this? Because I never really wanted it before. And and then I was like, maybe I just miss Auntie Eileen. Oh. I think that might be why. And then... um specifically i've i've also been craving an asian pear have you ever had one no an asian pear or like korean pear it look it's a pear but it's shaped like an apple so 
So it's like a little bit more round and it's brown on the outside. And when you bite it, it's very crunchy and crisp. But the flavor is really, really light. And um, it can be really, really watery too. So there's not a lot of sweetness to it. It's not like biting into like a grape or whatever. Um, it's it's a really nice... It's kind of like, you know, any type of like... Your grandma probably loves it. Like it's right. a very like old Asian person kind of fruit because it's very light and like fresh but it's not overpoweringly sweet um so my grandpa used to love them and i remember that the only time that i would eat an asian pear is when you know your grandma like or your grandpa like cuts the cuts fruit for you and like like, yeah like fucking eat this right now that's the only time i would eat an asian pear and recently i was like why am i craving an asian pear because before the only time i ate it was when my yaya would like cut it for me and like make me eat it and then I was like maybe it's because I just miss that and I miss him so I want this fruit because I've never really wanted it before either um so those two are kind of like these two uh foods that I've been really liking recently too Yas queen um oh and then I also wanted to talk about have you ever slaughtered an animal Tifa I have not. I've been fortunate enough to not have to slaughter an animal. Would you? Would you? I don't would think you cry? So. Like, would you become a vegan after? Um, no. But I also know <laughs> I don't want to become a vegan, so I don't think I would put myself in a situation where I would feel that way. So I would just be like, I think I'm good. I think I'm just gonna go. I think I'm just gonna go over there. You guys have fun though. Okay. I still don't think I'd have to encounter it a lot because I'm a girl. <laughs> to be honest, girl. just like. Not if you're a mongrel. I'm not though. Did your did your mom ever have to? Um, my mom's from the city, so I mean, Oof. I'm a maybe city girl. Yeah, my mom's that? a city girl. City girls up by ten <laughs> points. <laughs> <laughs> but I know that my grandma's um, had farms and things, so I'm sure she's had seen her like her part of like slaughtered chickens and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um. But nobody, I don't, at least back at least when the last time I was there, nobody has like cows. And I mean, we don't eat pork, so it'd probably just be like chickens and stuff. Yeah, because that I think adds to kind of like this, mm, kind of like that food, what we were talking about before, the food um, prejudice. 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 What? Prejudice. What? Prejudice. 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 Wait, what the fuck? Why can't I fucking talk today? Prejudice. What the fuck? Prejudice. Is there a J in there? Prejudice. Yeah. Prejudice. What? Pred. Anyway, that word. (laughs) I think a lot of. I think um a big reason is. I think a big reason why Americans think that Asian eat people eat like crazy shit is because they see us slaughtering animals like all the time, and sometimes Which it's unsanitary true. conditions, and sometimes it's sanitary. And like Americans are not really used to knowing their food and their meat before it gets to the table. Meaning, Americans are very used to like just buying farm their... to table is such a new thing in America. Yeah, like um, what like white families, like white middle class families are very used to just going to the store and getting their beef and that's how they get their meat. 
but I think a lot of Asian people, specifically the Hmong community, because I, I, I'm Hmong, they understand, like, oh, it's not just that, it's a slaughterhouse, it's like, it's all of this parts, and you have to cut it up and do all this stuff, and that's the real meat, and I think that Americans think that that's nasty, but I think that Americans also forget that that is a part of the real process, because they only buy from the supermarket. And it's a lot of the time in different cultures and things, it's like a very, um, I don't think sacrilegious is the word, but like very ceremonial process too, depending on what it's for and like having to be able to raise certain animals and then be able to provide for your family in that sense. Like it's not something where it's just, we're fucking kill- like, yes, or there's slaughterhouses and things like there are here in other countries. Yeah, absolutely. But um, I think what Calvin's getting at too is that like it's a process and it's something that a lot of families and cultures hold sacred because like you're providing a whole animal mm-hmm. and when you have like a whole animal that you're raising especially in like these other countries like you're going to use the whole animal that's why they eat the intestines that's why they eat tripe that's why they mm-hmm. eat like um head cheese and like all these things and like brain tongue whatever because you have to eat all the time like my mom eats fish eyes and like fish heads and like that's she likes it that's fine i don't think i'd do it but like, <laughs> she was like not for me that was yeah, she was like, me. I'm a motherfucking city girl. Yeah, city girls up by 10 points. <laughs> Stupid. Um, yeah, so that's something I wanted to speak on because um, I, I have been to the slaughterhouse and I have uh, butchered my own pig and cow and also chickens. I've helped my grandma butcher chickens too. You go, girl. And um, that's a part of just... Being Hmong, I guess, especially if you're a Hmong woman, you're probably killing chickens. Not so much the beef or the pigs, pigs, unless you're my grandma, um, in which case you're killing them all, bitch. Um, but why did I want to talk about this? Because um, in like American and white culture, it's not necessarily oh, looked right. at the same. It's right, like right, viewed right, right. as a prejudice. It, it's viewed yeah. as like gross to like your own shit but um that being said we do like eat it all and i think okay if you've you've never been to a slaughterhouse right Mm -mm. what's sad and when we killed the pig this last this past summer is pigs are disgusting you're so right to not eat pork because pigs are so gross um they're just like disgusting and like I'm not saying that like they they deserve I've to die. I've heard pigs are like really clean though. No, if you fall, I've heard people be like, "Do not fall asleep in a pig's pen because they'll eat you." Yeah, pigs will eat anything. Yeah, that's disgusting. And my uncle Brandon was like, "Yeah, one time I saw um, a pig get shot in the head and it was bleeding, and then the other pigs came up and licked up the blo- like licked up the blood." Ooh, I was like, "That's sick." But um, when we killed the pig. The guy brought like this huge, um, this huge truckload of pigs, and what was sad to me was that they had to watch all of their friends die and get shot and like get killed. Jesus. And and they had to watch like all their pig friends like get cut up and stuff, and I think that's the saddest part to me. Um, but at the same time, it's really really cool to see uh, culture in action. Um, meaning you really get to learn. I really learned from my grandma about how to do things specifically because, um, especially 
in the Hmong culture, like slaughtering an animal is very, very sacred. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, except for this time, we were just like, we just didn't want pork. But usually, it would, eat today. Yeah, it would, usually it's for like a big party or something like that. Um, so it's really, really cool because it's really fun to bond with your grandparents and see like how they would do it because this, you know, sh- this bitch was doing it back in Laos. Now she's doing it here in Minnesota. Um, and so that's really fun. Oh, my, I got an email. Um, and I will say that at the time, it is kind of disgusting, but probably maybe like an hour into it, you're like, when are we eating? Like, it's I'm starving. <laughs> I'm probably starving. And, um, yeah, it's really, really fun. I also will say that my brother has not done it yet, Ethan, bitch. So it's been me and Boo Boo that have been killing chickens and pigs and cows and stuff. You guys are, like, the most unlikely pair that I would ever put in charge. I know, right? I started killing cows. I started killing cows with my grandma when I was in high school because I thought it was fun. Really? Mm -hmm. I can't picture... I'm trying to picture you in your Neff t-shirt and, like... Yeah, bitch, I would be wearing my little Neff t-shirt and my little uh, snapback hat with my skinny jeans um, at the fucking... With your fucking lifts being like, let's kill these cows. Yes, with my little three-inch lifts with my, um, you know, my high tops. Um... And I would be with my grandma, and we'd be, like, killing these cows left and right, bitch. And um, it would be so fun. Because for some reason, we were, like, so busy during my high school years of killing cows. I have no idea why. Does your family own a farm? Um, Yeah, but not that type of farm. Like, an agriculture type of farm. Oh, okay. Um, So, but they do have chickens now. Um, And then with the chickens... Basically, all you do is I just have to hold the chicken while my grandma slits their throat and then they die. But the thing is that they like, you know, they like jerk around when they're dying, which is kind of sad. Um, but it's also like, when are we eating? Um, and then do the, you think that the, because they're killed so fresh, they taste better? I think the. I don't think so. Oh, I think that especially coming from the slaughterhouse and then eating the beef right away. It tastes like the slaughterhouse. Interesting. There's something about it that tastes very gamey, especially if you don't cut it right and you spill the intestines out onto the meat. Mm. That makes it very gamey. And I don't like that. Um, But as I was saying, the pig, the pig, bitch, it was so fucking funny. It was my grandma, me, boo-boo, and Genev. Oh, God. Because that, because my fucking brother was like, Ethan was like, I'm fishing that day. I can't go, Papa. Sorry. <laughs> and so it was just Sounds me like and the people. girls. And it was so fun. And you really get to see the anatomy of the pig, which is very similar to uh, humans and stuff like that. And it's really, really cool. If you're, if you're a nerdy like me and you like that, then it's cool. If you're not into that, then you might throw up. Yeah. <laughs> Calvin said, it was me and the girls. City girls up by 15 points. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, I was like, uh, what is it? I don't even listen to city girls. I don't either. I just know it's a Twitter thing. City girls? I'm talking about the fucking city girl. But, oh my god, that was so fun. Oh my god, that makes me miss my and that makes me miss my grandma and killing stuff with her. Oh my god, wow. Are you, when's New Year this year? Mm, it's always around... Um, November, December. So you won't be here. Mm-mm. Just kidding. Or maybe I will come back for Thanksgiving. 
Because oh. now that Auntie Eileen's gone, there's no one to cook like 20 pies. So you know, I think that that falls True. on to me. Because um, I'm the pie queen, you know. So. Well, there you go. There was something I also wanted to talk about food, but I forgot what I, what I wanted to say. Oh, oh, wastefulness, bitch. Oh, yeah. Wastefulness. We as humans are very wasteful when it comes to food. Do you remember um, at uh, Bay Lake Camp, they, like, made us, like, keep track of our, like, food waste and stuff? No, I don't remember that at all. Oh, they did that. Anyway, um, I bought, I brought up the slaughterhouse thing, not to just flex real quick about how many animals that I can kill, um, <laughs> but I also wanted to talk about food waste, because in cultures that slaughter their own animals, we really, truly eat most of the animal so we're eating the stomach i think my i think specifically my grandpa was alive at the time he like was like make sure you bring home the stomach bitch and um (laughs) just like that that's exactly how he said it (laughs) yeah he was like give me the stomach hoe and he's like um we eat the intestines as well we put the intestines in like stuff and some people even eat like the face of the pig like the cheeks Mm-hmm. Or people eat um, head cheese, which is like the brain, and like. Oh, I wouldn't eat face. the brain, but okay. Some people don't believe in that. They say it's like. Yeah, very and there's also certain food. superstitions, like you know, certain last names are not allowed to eat certain parts of the body. Interesting. Like yeah. yeah. What are you guys not allowed to eat as hers? I have no idea. I think that we're not. There's Joa, chime in, chime in the comments, please. <laughs> There's something about that? there's something about us and monkeys, Mongha and being like monkeys and stuff. But I think that if your last name is Yang, you're not supposed to eat the heart of a pig or a cow. I can't remember, and I don't know why. But anyway, I was talking about that because I was watching a documentary about um, crab crab fishing, and it made me really realize how wasteful humans are because. They, you are allowed to like fish for all these crabs, and then what you do is you break off one or both arms of the crab, and then you, I saw that, and then you just toss them back in the ocean. You toss them back. You toss these little bitches back, and not only that, but they were like, eighty percent of the crabs die if you take both hands. I'm like, then what are you doing? You're like, why are we doing this? Yeah. Like, first of all, what do you think? That's how they defend themselves. And now they can't defend themselves. You just broke off their, both their arms. <laughs> how would you like if someone broke off both your arms and threw you back into the world? I know. I'm like, what, what the fuck did you think? But they regrow. They do regrow. And I think that's what it is. Cause they can only take them. I think I watched the same documentary. Um, they can only, they grow back like, at most, like, every three or f- to yeah. five years or something. Imagine being, like, it took me three years to grow this arm, and then someone, like, pops it right off. The day it's finally back to where it's supposed to be, <laughs> yeah. someone comes over and just pops it right the fuck off again. Be like, bitch, I just grew that. Yeah. So that's why I brought up the slaughterhouse, because it, in Hmong culture, it's like, you eat everything. But just imagine, like, and I think that seafood, especially, especially specifically for this type of crab which is called the stone crab it's very like upper uh middle class high-end kind of like a mm-hmm. white kind of like food well isn't the crab it's like valued at like it's worth it's like, like hundreds really... of dollars like for like pound. per pound yeah and so it's a very white american type of food that 
it's not a lot of meat, you guys. Imagine really like isn't. imagine like fishing for this and then popping off one arm and it took three years for that crab to grow for you to eat that tiny, tiny piece of meat. Like that is so crazy to me, y'all. And I don't really even feel like crab is all that great for you to be doing all that. Like crab is good, but like I'm not a big seafood person either. But I'm like, it's not like that amazing. I love imitation. No. I love imitation crab meat. Yeah, but that's not real crab, though. I know. I'm just. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just making a comment. I just want to say something too. <laughs> yeah, I think we all sing. Um, sometimes. But yeah, it's it's weird to see how wasteful and like how. And another thing that kind of irritates me, kind of bothers me too, is like how um american culture and like human culture in general throws a lot of food and things away when it's not necessary um and what i mean by that is like at the end of the day you see all these businesses and they like throw out their food and they have they literally they have literal laws saying that like no we can't donate this food to the shelter or no we can't do this or we're not going to give this food away you're just going to throw in the garbage and then you have people dumpster diving and like get in trouble for dumpster diving which is kind of beyond me i don't quite understand it have you ever been dumpster diving no i did when the alta dumpster diving stuff was really big i thought about it but oh my god listen they'd be throwing away whole pallets for like nothing i used to dumpster dive with my grandma and grandpa really yeah because then the very first Mong elder center actually it wasn't owned by us but my they employed my grand grandpa um, and it was off of Rice Street, and it was the very first one in in Minnesota, mm-hmm. and so it was right next to this bakery, and so after work, we would go over to the bakery, and they would like throw away all their, um, their throw away all their bread and stuff. So we would like take out the bread, and we wouldn't eat it. What my grandpa would do was he would like feed it to all the birds, and he would like put it on the ground, and then he would just like watch all these birds like come and like hang out and like eat the bread Aww. and so yeah i would i would have to like watch like, throw him, you like, in that dumpster be yeah i'm like let me just grab a bunch of bread that we're not gonna eat but we're gonna feed to a bunch of birds cool i was like per like oh, what it cut out for it like cut out for a second oh I'm, i don't know what I'm, happened i'm back i'm still here i'm also still here um no what i was saying was um they were like, get in there, bitch. Grab, those, they were. grab that bread. We're going to get this bread. I was like, let's get this bread. <laughs> Literally. That's funny. I never knew that about you. Yeah, it used to be a dumpster diver, you guys. Yeah. It's um, for bread yes. only. Of course, for bread. I'm Oprah. I love bread. I love bread. I do love bread. Um... But no, Americans can be really wasteful and like even the way I learned this also this weekend, um, you know, Secondhand Harvest, the no. food shelf. So they're like a food shelf company um, based in the Twin Cities. And a lot of people do like corporate donations and stuff to them. But for like local food shelves to get food from Secondhand Harvest, they have to buy the donations that Secondhand Harvest receives to fill their food shelves. Isn't that stupid? What, so for a food shelf... Oh, say, say your thing. So so Secondhand Harvest is a food shelf, um, but they disperse to other... They, like, um, disperse and 
distribute to other food shelves. So like a lot of corporate offices um, will send their food and like volunteer at second harvest. But in order for a like local food shelf, so say like a St. Paul neighborhood food shelf wanted food. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like if they don't have enough donations, they have to pay secondhand harvest to get more donations. Oh, Isn't what the dumb? fuck is the point of that? Exactly. <laughs> and I learned that this weekend. What's that? What's that? Um, one, um, have you ever done this in like middle school or high school? Is it called feed my starving children? Will you yep, like, I did up the feed shit? my starving children with my dance team like once or twice a year. Um, we do it with the Minnesota Indonesian Society every once in a while, what, too. What, what is that again? Run it down for me. Hold on. So Feed My Starving Children is an organization where you're essentially packing meals for um, usually children in other countries and things. Um, I think they distribute to like Haiti a lot, typically, or basically just like any impoverished um, country. And the thing with that is so you pack... It's chicken, veggies, so you do like, it's like a freeze-dried meal, so it'll be chicken, veggies, a soy supplement, and rice, Mm -hmm. Um, because like rice is universal grain, things like that, and making sure that these kids have sustenance in that sense. Um, And you do that, and then you pack it for like an hour, and then they let you know how many meals you packed and how long you're going to be feeding kids. I mean, it's a good concept, and like you can donate and do certain things. and I had that conversation, too, because, like, there's so many... Not that I'm saying that solving hunger for everyone is, isn't is possible or it's, like, not something we should strive to do. Um, but there's so many issues with, like, people here, like, right now. Mm-hmm. Like, I think of... Um, Food this insecurity. Last... Huh? Food insecurity. Oh, yeah. Because, like, this last Monday, they did evictions in Minneapolis again from the parks for the... <gasps> Really? Um, yeah, they did the park in um encampments they evicted evicted the unhoused again. Mm-hmm. And I'm like I'm and they had tables and things set up to have people set up in shelters and things um seeking treat or if they wanted to seek treatment and things like that, but at the same time it's like when you know that there's not enough beds for all those people, like let's mm-hmm. be real. And I think they did have some type of setup for some of them to um go to like hotels and stay at hotels if possible or if there was space at certain places um so i mean it's getting there but like i think about that and like all the people that have been in encampments over the last year or even longer because i mean on being unhoused was something that isn't new by any means but it's definitely become more prevalent with the pandemic because people were losing their jobs people um went into like depression depressive states and things like that where it was kind of normal i guess um so i don't know to me it's weird but like we're doing all these things but we're not doing things for people who literally could be living in the same neighborhood as us and like Mm -hmm. in our own communities Mm -hmm. so i get conflicted time and time before but i know it's like you can't fix everything at once and like other people like helping people is always going to be appreciated and sometimes outsourcing help to other countries seems like you're doing a lot more but at the same time, it's like, no, there are people here that don't have electricity on a regular basis or don't eat on a regular basis or go hungry or go without medications. And mm-hmm. and I think that has to do thing. with like that kind of like American white savior complex. It's like, we we are so great. Let's like fix some other country. But it's like, well, let's take a look at ourselves first, too. 
Exactly. Yeah. Because I, I remember specifically um, that um, people were talking to people who lived on that, what is it? Did you say encampment? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were talking to people and they were like, what do you want? Don't you want like affordable housing and stuff like that? And they were like, no, we want like heaters and stuff because we know that that's never going to happen. So let's be real. Like we want heaters for the winter and like sleeping bags and stuff and like food and like water because we know that that's not going to happen. We know that we're going to get kicked out again anyway. And right. that to me was like so sad. Right. I mean, they're not wrong. And that's what really bothers me. And I know this is kind of a side tangent. Um, with the encampments and I haven't been super involved um, with that I mean there's always stuff to protest for and like there are a lot of people who do um, a lot and are really boots on the ground for things like that but um, like encampments it's like they get bulldozed like you're already displaced because you're not in like a concrete like a foundational home necessarily um, or a housing unit whatever however you want to portray that and you don't have a lot of belongings and then for the city to come through and then just bulldoze over everything and like okay you need to leave be like and then go where mm -hmm. so like i know that some saint paul schools had to go back to distant learning because there were like some shootings involved in encampments and things or like people are overdosing and i'm not dismissing like there are issues with a lot of those things but it's like well then give them somewhere to go like you can't evict people and then move them park to park because i think wasn't like phelan that became like a park where the, a lot of encampments That's were happening I heard and i, I yeah. never saw that but i was like work i don't go around there too often i know that there's like a 5k there in the next couple weeks but i haven't been there in a while but i know that it's and i get that it happens and there's always going to be like some negative things that happen when these things like just like anything else, like there are going to be people who take advantage of a system or um, are going through things. But at the same time, the way I look at it is like those people are overdosing because they're outside all the time. They don't have anywhere to go or their addiction has gotten the best of them and they haven't been able to receive help for whatever reason. I mean, they're not ready to get help and like they're at rock bottom and then you just continuously like kick them while they're down and like violence is like rampant. And I don't know if it's more rampant or if it's just getting more attention um these days but it's definitely like one of those things where you're like okay yes that's an issue but we're not addressing the whole issue like we're just trying to kind of like okay yeah just move them but like where do you want them to move to yeah it's like you're patching up a hole in a boat kind of but you're still right. sinking I, I don't know what i'm trying to say um we have to wrap it up but i just want to say one thing yeah. And um, let me know if, and it's not related at all, let me know if I sound like a white woman when I say this, but bitch, I love a farmer's market. <laughs> <laughs> I love a good roasted corn from a farmer's market. I love a good bratwurst from the Minneapolis farmer's market, bitch. Mm. Um, I think that's the best. I mean, I think it's nice to buy from a farmer's market. You're supporting like a local farmer and stuff. A lot of Hmong people sell there. A lot of the Hmong elders that we um you know take in also saw there too um and i think it's nice i love a farmer's market plus i love flowers so just i used flowers. to go to the Hmong farmer's market a lot in my high school days really where's that in st paul where the big one with like the cafeteria and stuff oh the flea market yeah oh i'm talking about like a farmer's market oh like a day farmer's market yeah like on the weekend or whatever but I mean, I'll go there too, whenever. 
Yeah. Yeah. That one's cool. I do like a good farmer's market. I never go enough because I'm not someone that wants to wake up at nine in the morning and like go walk around and like be with people. Um, but every once in a while, it's fun. Yeah. I The last time I went to a farmer's market was when I was buying uh, flowers for Joel's wedding. And I was afraid that I didn't have enough flowers, but I definitely had enough flowers. Um, <laughs> and so... I was like, "Boo boo, get your ass up at six a.m. We're gonna go." That girl and this hated was the, you. This was the day of Joel's uh, wedding, I think. Oh my god! I think it was because I think it was a Friday or Saturday. I don't know. Whatever. It was a uh, like the day of or the day before, and so I was like, "Boo boo, get your fat ass up on this fucking uh, six a.m." And so we went to the our farmers market, and there was like no one awake. There was no one there. And I no, was like, went too early. shit, it's too early. So then I was like, okay, well, now we are going to, because I used to work at a greenhouse at the time. But at that time, I also quit. So I wasn't working there anymore. But if you were an employee, you can take home three, um, three, uh, like, arrangements of flowers or three, like, bulk flowers. Because it's a wholesaler okay. as well. So you could pick up, like... 150 roses because they pack them in 50 packs and so i was like okay we're gonna go back to work or my quote-unquote work because i didn't work there anymore and i would basically go into the front and like just take flowers from the free donation area and then like put them back in my car and then we went back to the farmer's market and then i bought more flowers from the there was a wholesaler there as well that was open so i bought more flowers and then I brought it home, and that was the last time I went to the farmer's market, I think. I don't remember the last time I went to the farmer's market. It's been quite some time. There used to be a farmer's When I lived in Edina, there was one, like, right um, by my apartment, and I would go sometimes because it was, like, on Thursdays. Um, but, yeah, it's been a really long time, but I do like a good farmer's market. Maybe we should go when you're here if we can wake up that early. If I can wake up that Is it going to be open? Oh, true. I mean... Friday, Friday all day. Oh, you have work here. Just kidding. I work on Friday, and then we have to go to dinner. Yeah, the dinner, and then we can have a sleepover. Yeah. And then Saturday is Boo Boo's shoot day, and then we don't have to talk about this on whatever. Mm-hmm. All right. We'll another time. Yeah. Bye, guys. All right. Bye, friends. Thanks. Love you. Miss you. Love you. Miss you. Have a good day at school. Okay. Wait. Let me save this. 